in the text that calls for our attention this Advent evening is that reading from Jeremiah 22. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Come next October, at the end of the church year we have now begun with the season of Advent, we will celebrate that 500th year that has passed since God restored to the church the proclamation of the gospel in Reformation times. And what is the gospel that was brought back? Well, it is the proclamation that the promised Christ child of Bethlehem, and him alone, is the one who saves people from their sins. Now, you and I have been blessed to hear that message time and time again throughout our life. And so we know well that we should look forward to Christmas with great anticipation. We should look forward to celebrating again the Christ's arrival. For we know that the one who arrives in Bethlehem is not just some baby boy, but rather he is the God-man who has been sent down from heaven to earth to save us. But how is it that we know that ultimately? How is it that we are sure that we are saved by his work alone? How is it that we are sure that he is the one whom God has sent for that purpose? How are we sure that his birth means new birth for us unto life everlasting? Well, the answer is actually pretty simple. We know these things because the scriptures have revealed them to us. Yes, the scriptures are the place where we find our certainty about God. Yes, we know that it is the words of God that were given to the prophets and the apostles that make us wise. We know that it is the words of the angels that were recorded and the words of Jesus himself that give us true understanding. Now, most of us, again, have been taught throughout our lives that if we wanted to be absolutely certain about something, especially something related to God, well, then we should turn to the pages of Scripture. The truth be told, that counsel has not always been very common. In fact, in Luther's day, people had very little access to the Scriptures. The Scriptures were almost all in Latin, and the people didn't read Latin. And so they were taught to simply trust whatever the Pope declared or whatever their local priest says. And because of this, small errors in the church, which might have been corrected by the scriptures if the people had access to them, grew into quite larger errors. Their false teachings could not be checked by the scriptures. In fact, it was only as Luther finally had some time to sit down and study the scriptures in the original languages that he finally came to understand the comfort of the gospel and also saw clearly many of the errors that had crept into the church. It's certainly one of the main reasons why later, when he was sitting in Wartburg, he translated those scriptures into the language of his people, into the German language. For he was convinced that only through the scriptures could one truly be certain of their standing before God in Christ. He knew that if the people placed their implicit trust in anything other than the very words of God, they could at least be led away from Jesus. 
But this wasn't a problem that began in Luther's day. In fact, we can say it's something that's existed throughout the history of God's people. There have always been other words that are competing for the ears of God's people. In the days of Jeremiah, as we heard again tonight in our reading, this played out mostly in the distinction between false prophets and true prophets. Oh, God had sent his word out with his prophets. But there were many other, it seems, who claimed that title of prophet for themselves. And then once they had declared themselves prophet, they ran out to speak to the people their own ideas, rather than the word of God. Well, the people of God were only to listen to the true prophets of God, those whose prophecies who had been proven true throughout time. But all too often you see the people liked the word of the false prophets, for they spoke often a much more soft word than the prophets did. And surely this still goes on. People still turn aside from the prophets when they hear someone else speak a different word that sounds better to them. They turn away from the scriptures because they believe they've heard a word internally that matches just what they wanted to do anyways. They turn away because they want their thoughts and feelings to be validated, even if it means that the word of God has to be invalidated to make it happen. And sadly, it's not just those out there that do this. We too can be tempted to leave behind the scriptures and turn to other words. When the scriptures reveal something to us that we don't want to hear, we too have a tendency to want to turn our ears somewhere else. We'll listen to some sort of guru on TV that tells us that our thoughts are quite wise. We'll listen to that friend that always just tells us to go with our gut and do what we want. We'll listen to someone who will tell us that our rebellion against God is so common that it need not be a real issue. But every time we do this, when we listen to those people, we end up finding our comfort in lies. And truthfully, finding comfort in lies is no comfort at all. Yes, if we do not find our comfort in Jesus, as the scriptures would always lead us to, then instead we have bought into lies that the evil one wants us to. And if we are listening to his word and hoping that we can stand upon it, we will be sorely mistaken. For indeed the Lord himself says that he stands against every false prophet. He loathes every word that is in the world that leads people away from the truth of his word. He wants us to look to the words of only those people that he has sent with the truth of his word. And for those of us that live in history where we do, that means that we are to turn to the scriptures, where the words of those whom God has sent are all contained for us. That is where we are to look. And to be sure, at times, those words will rebuke us. They will see, say things to us that we don't want to hear. But the reason we go to them is because we know that they are the only words in the end that can bring us true comfort. They are the only words that lead us into all truth. They are the only words that can bring us comfort because they will direct us time and time again to that one whose birth we await in Bethlehem. Yes, the prophets and the apostles, the angels too, they all in the scriptures testify to Jesus. And that is why we hold 
as a principle of the Christian faith that we look to Scripture alone when we want to know the truth. For we believe that men and women can err. We know that the thoughts and emotions that get stirred up inside of us can deceive us and mislead us. It is only the Word of God, only the Scriptures, which will not err. So today we confess all those times when we have maybe went looking somewhere else for truth. We confess all those times when our scriptures have sat untouched in our homes while we've worn the buttons off the remote or the switch off our power tools. We admit that we have not always treasured the great gift that we have been given in the scriptures. And when we admit such a thing to God, he simply turns us back to his word. He turns us back to the scriptures. He turns us back to the words of the prophets and the apostles. For there we find our comfort. There the prophets remind us of God's great plan to save us all by coming in the flesh into our world. We hear the apostles tell us what that plan accomplished, namely our salvation. So look to the scriptures alone. For there you will find Jesus, the one soon to find his way into his mother Mary's arms. Look there alone and you will find truth. Look there and you will have salvation. Scripture alone. Sola Scriptura. Amen.